0: Sesame Street 123. Two great games in one. Learning fun with your pals from Sesame Street. Welcome to Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Big Bird. I'm Joe. Sean. And I'm Sam. Guys, can you tell me how to get to Sesame Street?
1: You're take know, the J down to <laughs> Delancey. Uh, you walk like four blocks. Uh, that's about it.
0: You didn't imagine Sesame
1: Street being in
2: Harlem? It's in Alphabet City, isn't it?
0: Alphabet City? Okay, that makes even more sense, granted the fact that it's ABC. What you should know,
2: though, is if you pass Sesame
3: Street, you can't turn back to go get to it. You have to just keep going until you loop around back to the top of the
0: menu. (coughs) (laughs) Oh, you have opened a can of worms on us, Joe. Like, we're we're not talking games. We're talking Sesame Street, okay? Just the just the world of Sesame Street right now. <laughs> we'll get to the game, which may or may not have a menu that makes no sense whatsoever. Sesame Street. What's what's the
1: deal, Sean? Like in general? What's the deal with Sesame Street? Well, if you don't uh if you don't know, Sesame Street is a, a children's edutainment show that has been running for decades and they made video games about it. I'm not sure what you want me to say.
0: I think you've covered a lot of the ground of Sesame Street. Sam, would you mind telling us your personal experiences with Sesame Street?
2: I remember really liking the, you gotta put down the rubber ducky if you wanna play the saxophone song with Bert and Ernie. That, I think, was my favorite. And I remember when, I think Elmo had a worm that went to the moon at one point, which was pretty cool that Worm did that. Um Okay. And uh, also they're puppets. I don't think I don't know if we said that, but they're Uh
0: like, are they puppets? I thought they're Some were of them. people they're Muppets. Yeah, I think they're Muppets. Oh right, I forget. Yeah. Which leads me to my final question for Joe. Joe, the Muppet Show, Sesame Street, same universe?
3: Um uh, well you got Kermit the Frog in there, and you know, he he kinda crosses over, he kinda connects the two. So I think it's part of the you know, like an extended universe kind of thing.
0: Yeah. I'd say so. So, imagine a world where Disney cares as much about, like, the Muppets and Sesame Street cinematic universe as they do say the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What kind, You know, like, what kind of video game today would you expect from Sesame Street? That question Maybe like just a Wii threw game. Sean off. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was he like, just spit what it? do you mean?
3: <laughs> if you saw his I video can't... right now, he spit into the camera. He's taking a sip of coffee, spit it out into the camera.
2: I, I... I did see him making a Wii game. <laughs> Yeah, like, like uh, a Wii make game now. Inten-
0: they'd make an Nintendo <laughs> yeah. Wii game now for Sesame Street. Yeah,
1: I want. The I want to see like a Bethesda <laughs> yeah. style, a Bethesda style RPG, uh, where you go around talking to all of the Muppets and doing quests for them.
2: Oh, you know, I Oscar like the Grouch is going to have the best quest.
1: Yeah. I don't know
0: if it has to be a Bethesda style in the sense of, like, the way that their games play out, but I would love to have, like, their kind of dialogue tree yeah, yeah, yeah. in a sense, no, It needs to be
1: just- Fallout 3 slash Oblivion era, like, the entire world pauses, and then you just sort of, like, very awkwardly pan to their face, uh, and they just sort of, like, gr- Oscar the Grouch is, is telling you his life story about how he became in a trash can. It would be, it would be perfect.
3: Do you character customization? Do you want to be a grouch? Do you want to be an Elmo? You can you know, be you a Muppet
1: your... or a person.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And
1: it's
0: called Sesame Street Outer Borough, and the whole time you're trying to figure out how to get to Sesame Street. I love it. And then it. when you get there, you realize it's been nuked. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> Guys, our preschool audience is going to be through the roof after this episode. We're going to have such an uptick in preschool listeners.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about that, that we probably, uh, for this episode, should avoid curse words. Um like shit and yes. uh ass and stuff like that, yeah, yeah, we shouldn't say things like that. I won't say anything, so those things. we're not gonna we're not gonna talk much longer about Sesame Street in general, like this episode's gonna be over sooner than you guys know it <laughs> uh but <laughs> sesame street one two three on the n e s is actually as I mentioned in the back of the box, two games in one. Wow, what a value have we ever seen um? A game be released on the NES before that wasn't first released separately and then joined together in some kind of desperate (laughs)
1: cash grab attempt. Okay, but just like just as a baseline here, like the 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 term "game" here is meant very loosely because it could also have been marketed as like sixteen games in one.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. I think we should do sixteen episodes on this
1: for each (laughs) for
3: each game (laughs) mode.
1: Yes. So I mean, you could call it half a game. Two games, 16 games. I'm going to go on the, I'm going to err on the side of like maybe a quarter of a game.
2: I think it's a game. <laughs> I would say that
0: this qualify. these these both qualify as games. I understand that they might not qualify as two separate games, but that's probably your one cartridge bias. You probably, it had this game been released on 16 different cartridges, as you were suggesting, Joe, Uh, I bet you would think this is 16 different really bad games. Just because it's on one cartridge doesn't mean that the quantity has changed.
2: I bet you if they released this on 16 cartridges, they would have never made it to number 16.
1: They'd have That's to do true. it all at once. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, okay, so, you yeah. know, we've got Ernie's Magic Shapes, which teaches you about shapes and colors. And then we have Astro Grover, which is where the 1, 2, 3 part uh, comes into play. I think the first thing we need to get out of the way and Joe, you can lead this if you want. Love to. There is a there is a menu system in both of these games and it is probably the least child-friendly menu design I can think of. And I can defend myself of that, Sean. I know you're already thinking like what's he talking about? Children would love this menu. <laughs> But they won't, and I'll explain why. After you explain why not, but I Joe, will. You first. Menu thoughts.
3: Well, all right. So normally on a normal menu, if you press the down button, your your selector cursor will go down, and if you press the up button, your selector cursor will go up. Um, in this case, any button just makes goes you know makes the cursor go down. Uh, and then you loop back around. Uh, which I actually thought was. At first, I thought, okay, well, yeah, you're supposed to have a little kid operating this. It's going to get confusing. But actually, it's like, well, I guess that's the simplest, like, all right, you, you can't screw it up. Just you're going to, any button you hit is going to move to the next one, and it's uh, it's uh that simple. And now that I think about it literally as I'm saying this, there actually are a lot of games that do that, where they use a select button that to just, like a lot of early NES games, where you just use a select button to move down, and you loop back to the top, and you can't go back up. So I'm uh I'm kind of walking back my criticism.
1: <laughs> Don't worry, I'll get you covered. All right, well, John? I'll, yeah. So this game has two buttons. Like they have they have narrowed down the entire D-pad to one button, and the entire face AB to one button, and then you know the parents are reserved for start and select there. But like I, this is just this is designing for children. Like they didn't really know what uh. Like, the level of mastery that these children had for, uh, like, a, an 8 to 10 button controller, so they just narrowed it down to what they could, and that means that directionality doesn't mean anything, and it's just move on to the next. Like, why? I, yeah, it could confuse a child that is smart enough to know that up means up, and then it suddenly goes down, but I, we're, they're definitely aiming for lowest common denominator here, Mike confuse a
0: child it confused me yeah an adult I that am plays no video games yes so here's the thing okay imagine this scenario if you will any direction you press is down until it becomes up now that doesn't make a lot of sense to me I could appreciate a system that would just continue to go down and then recycle itself all the way back up to the top but when you're saying that if I press the up button, if I press the left button, if I press the down button, it will just continue to move down until I hit the bottom, and then it becomes an up button, right? Like, that's, that's the tricky part here. Got, I, don't, I don't see how that is intuitive.
3: You got to think and about then, this, though, when you want to think about, like, intuition, though. The yeah. up button on a, key, on a D-pad does not point up. It points forward. So to a child who's not aware of that, it points away from your body depending on how you're holding the controller normally <laughs> normally parallel to the ground so to a child who's not aware of that they'd be like well that's not up up is above my head that is up on the screen it's not But the then that's like saying forward. down
0: is just in
3: it is Okay we've well, been trained we've been trained we've been fooled our whole lives
1: but the, the d-pad So your uh, only real compassing. problem is that it doesn't just loop back to the top
0: you know what's actually funny is like i have a whole thing i i'm not this is bullet point one <laughs> i was just interrupted by joe i could have kept okay going. keep going mike okay so this is a you know if we're remembering that this is sesame street one two three right a game where you're supposed to learn your numbers and presumably also know a lot about shapes to the point where you can build a whole freaking human body in one of them eventually uh If that's the the whole idea is it's a learning game, I think we can trust the children to learn a little thing about the up and down button on a controller. This is the moment to teach kids how to use a controller, not the moment to coddle them and say, you know what, just hit the left button if you have to. It'll get you to another menu. In that case, use the select button because that's what has been defined on the NES as so you, want the child, you want the
1: child to hit that little <laughs> button with its un... like the, those, those fingers aren't attached to anything yet, Mike. They don't, they I'm don't. not quite sure why <laughs> no the one uses left one, and right button buttons. should
0: do anything. They shouldn't be doing anything, the left and right button. Up and down, want to move in the same direction? Sure, that's not acceptable in my book, but if that makes sense, fine. Left? Left to move up or down? It's just one I big button. No, see, I understand that. But we're not but you're, teaching the child anything. Yeah, but you want you that. want
1: to teach the child how to use a controller that is not like this is nineteen eighty nine. Video games are 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 brain rot. They're not supposed to be teaching them so, how to play games, they're supposed to be teaching them about shapes, colors, and let and numbers.
0: So I got to wait until Sesame Street, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, start, select until I, can, uh, until I can figure out how to use a controller? That's the game where they'll teach me how to use one?
1: No. They I don't think Sesame Street's your,
0: your, your place to go to
3: about controllers.
0: If they wouldn't teach a child about a controller, like they wouldn't just bother to do it in a manual, then they shouldn't be bothered to teach a child anything on a video game. They should have just stuck to the books. I feel like that that is I don't know I
3: guess that's a weird stance. It's a weird stance that if you don't want to teach a child about video games, you shouldn't teach a child about anything.
0: No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm saying you shouldn't teach them anything via video games if oh, you're not prepared oh, okay. to teach them hmm. how to use a video game controller. Like that's like saying don't teach a child what the keyboard does but have them play They're like not, Sesame Street teaches
1: Mike, typing. The game isn't for the con- it's not how to teach them how to use the controller. They have simplified the controller to maximize the ability to teach them about shapes, colors, and numbers.
0: All right, so you go ahead, and you are in Ernie's Magic Shapes, and you're in there, and you're looking through the menus, and all of a sudden, you're like, you know what? I'd like to do. I'd like to actually play Astro Grover instead. Well, for that, you got to hit the reset button on the console. You're trusting a
1: child to do that? No, the parent that's, is supposed to watch them. The that's the manual is made for the 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 manual is made for the adult, like. If did you try reading the manual? The manual is is ridiculous. I never want to look at it again. It is like does it have a coloring pages. book page? No, it is a it is a beat for beat. It's basically teacher's notes. And but my point here, and I think that I think you're trying to play this up a bit, as I am. <laughs> but the <laughs> controller, it, it's 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 neither here nor there, Mike.
0: You're saying it's very respectful of them to not sell a separate two-input controller specifically for Sesame Street One, Two, Three, <laughs> where there is one button that does directions and another button why, that just does why,
1: all things. Why, why scalp these these single no, no, mothers? No, no, you're, saying, you're saying
0: that that's very generous yes. of them. You're, that's very generous of them to not like sell a, a Big Bird style controller where Absolutely. his left feather does the directions
3: and that, his that right be, feather does the selecting. that would be predatory. I think this is where Rob could have really uh, come in handy and, uh, <laughs> and saved the day.
0: <laughs> Alright. That's enough about the menu. I I know I'm right, so I don't really care otherwise. I know they meant that, but they right. completely failed. They completely failed. I know you're going to edit me saying
1: that out, though.
0: I'm going to edit you the, out the entire
1: show. <laughs> Nobody's and you're just going to sound like a lunatic arguing. <laughs> just like arguing with yourself.
0: <laughs> so... Ernie's magic shapes. Uh I wasn't exp- I didn't sign up for this. Shapes? I have to learn about shapes it's, and colors like, you and know. identifying matching stuff? Like this is a game about
1: numbers. Well, I mean, it's kind of ge- it's geometry, right? Like geometry is sort of mathematical. 3 points, a, 4 now, points. See, that's the first good argument you've made this episode. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> you're you you just have a, you just have a thing. You just have a thing for the controller that you need to you need to educate people on the controller. We're not speaking anymore. Sam, please
0: please talk us through Ernie's magic shape for a little. way so I can cool down. Yeah. Sam, please talk. Uh,
2: I, I like the fire. I like the fire. First of all, I'm on Team Sean. I think the controls are fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> second of all, uh, Ernie's magic numbers. Or no, Ernie, what is this? Shapes? What are... it, it would make magic sense <laughs> if it was Ernie's
0: magic numbers. <laughs> In a game that's called Sesame Street 1, 2, 3, you could, if you actually, you know what, if you're advertising that it's two great games in one, why not call it Sesame Street 1, 2, 3 and Shapes?
2: That's only three. <laughs> that's three. <laughs> oh, yeah. I I,
3: right, I I agree with Sean on the controller point. I will say that I was thrown off by Ernie's Magic Shapes being the first <laughs> thing on this game, which is not 1, 2, 3, and then the counting being the second thing. So, so uh, one point to each of you. <laughs>
2: Um. All right. So the shape game, you gotta. So there's different versions of this game. the The most basic one is Ernie will hold up a shape, and then you have shapes that are cycled through. And he'll show, and you can use any button on the D pad <laughs> to move to the next shape. And when you see the shape that is the same shape as the shape that Ernie is holding up, then you press the A button, and he he lets you know if it's the right shape or not. That's true. And and that, now, what that, makes and it, that's
0: it? Yeah, <laughs> what makes it magic though? Oh, well, because I... it's Ernie's magic shape. Ernie is so the conjuring shapes.
1: Yeah, particle where they coming from? Crazy.
2: Yeah. I'd like to see you conjure a shape.
3: And I do want to be clear that Ernie conjuring the shape makes it magic. The rabbit and the hat usually associated with magic, not magic. Because if you look carefully, the rabbit is just coming from behind the hat. He's not coming <laughs> from out of the hat like a magic rabbit does. He just—he's just behind it. <laughs>
0: That's true. Also, what's up with the rabbit? Whether you choose the right shape or not, it seems like he's not that satisfied. Like, he's angry that you got it right. shapes. I mean, it
2: it it shapes. Right. I mean well, he doesn't really
0: and, care. A and rabbit. when you get it wrong, he just kind of, like, has this smug look. He comes out from, like, behind the hat, and he's like, not that All right, one. Alright, Mike, here's the thing.
1: Here's the thing. Not that one. I think you are projecting, uh, something onto this rabbit. Uh, I think that this game, the whole magic shape, uh, collection, uh, is actually a a, a very comforting uh, sort of game in in for children because there there's no real like it, it's not making you feel bad that you got the shapes wrong like it, it, they're just like try again that wasn't it but you're doing okay just like nuh um but like in the other game that we'll get to it actually goes like uh-uh, you're wrong you're <laughs> stupid try again you idiot. So I think that this is a much nicer, uh, the nicer half of the game here. The rabbit included.
0: Yeah, it is nice that the rabbit won't say, eh, eh. Like, I agree. I just think it's a little strange that the rabbit, um, you know, like, he isn't defeated if you get the shape <laughs> match. is isn't directly. about
1: killing people, <laughs> Mike.
0: It's Sesame Street, so I get that. All right, here's the thing, though. So you're matching shapes, right? You're like, here's a circle. And then they're like, cool, here's another circle. And you're like, yes, I agree. And then you get that, that's a win. Then in the next level, it's like, here's a circle of another color. Match the circle and the color. And it's like, no problem. Can do that as well. But the shape designs in the later levels were actually like pretty wild. (laughs) I think people thought I was joking when I was talking about like assembling a human body. But eventually it goes from like, okay, here's a traffic light, red, yellow, green. You got to now, like, reassemble that. And you're like, cool, I did that. And Ernie's like, okay, you might have done that. But how about you do a whole, like, human body made out of shapes? And it's like, here's a circle. Here's a rectangle. Here's a bunch of smaller rectangles for the arms and legs. And you have to, like, notice the pixel patterns on them. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is the same game that, like, kids aren't supposed to know how to use a controller?
3: I'll say that there were a few times later where... I was like, "Oh yeah, there's a there's a long rectangle. There's a long rectangle. There's a couple that are like they're not like significantly shorter than each other. They're like literally a few pixels shorter." And like when I look closely later, I'm like, "Okay, I guess that is a little shorter." But it's like it's like they're trying to trick us, let alone preschoolers. For uh, yeah. uh, like like, some of them, the, the, only the, on that last round.
1: The the main problem I have with 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 this, uh, like like the create a human being. It's not about accessibility with the controller. It's not about anything other than, like, this is boring. Like, imagine, like, you, you could probably keep a toddler, uh, like, entertained with, like, those, like, creating, like, a cherry um, out of shapes. But I don't think you can keep a toddler entertained when you have, like, this is a 40-piece human puzzle. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna go one by one, it's gonna take about 30 seconds to place each piece. Uh, I don't think that that would, that would keep anybody entertained, to be honest.
0: And then there's like a hummingbird, too. It, it's yeah. insane,
1: the, the shape that they want you to do.
0: Um, You know, Joe, you got onto something, though, about, like, not being certain yourself, and that's like what I wanted to talk about as well, with both these games, but specifically the shape one, because it's so easy. There's that feature. In these games where like we are full grown adults and there's like a little bit of stress on everyone to just never get anything (laughs) wrong, right? Like you don't ever want to get a single answer wrong because the game was made with two-year-olds in mind, and you're like, don't screw this up, don't screw this up. And so you have to essentially play the perfect game of Pac-Man in Sesame Street 123. Well,
3: I mean, I wasn't feeling that pressure. I was just like, okay, this is fine. And then there was one that just like I, didn't, I was just like, oh yeah, that, that looked exactly like that one, and then it was wrong, and then when I looked closer, I was like, oh, okay, I guess it's a few pixels shorter, like, I don't know. Maybe, Joe, I, maybe I
1: need to go back to preschool, I don't know. Joe, are you saying that you don't have the same uh, insecurities that Mike does?
3: Uh, I wasn't saying that, but I'll let you guys, you guys have had your own little, uh, little argument here, so I'll
2: Joe let has, you guys hash that out. Joe has accepted his deficiencies, that's all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and also, like, Ernie looks really good. Like he has great graphics. Yeah, this is
1: great pixel art. Like I said, they had uh, they've got a lot of cool particle effects too, which I haven't seen before. Like they look, it looks like three D magic. I think that's where the magic comes from. All
0: right, so that that's gonna be it for Ernie's magic. Wait, wait, shape. I, had, so just I had
1: another essay that oh, I wanted yeah? to. I, I wrote something. <laughs> you sure? Down.
0: You're sure?
1: I mean, I guess not. Like,
0: no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: No, I don't want to
0: anymore. Alright, that's fine too. Because now we're going to move on to uh, the two uh, the two of the two in one. I don't don't, (laughs) know, I guess Astro Grover. We're going to move on to Astro Grover. Finally, the one, two, three part comes into play. Sean, walk us through Astro Grover.
1: So in Astro Grover, you play the part of Grover um, who is a blue man blue creature uh, who must interact with a an, a ufo that has come from some unknown planet uh the ufo will send out uh up to i guess nine uh of its of its crewmen and uh since mathematics is the universal language that we expect uh aliens to at least be able to communicate with like formulas and uh constants uh, we think that this is how they would speak to us. <laughs> so you would you would either identify the number of alien crewmen uh, in one of the games, or you could uh, you could add and subtract crewmen uh, that go back into this UFO. And then there's also uh, you get to work at the space uh, agency, and uh, math is what powers them to take off.
0: I would say that that's all accurate. And I agree with your assessment that the aliens in us would communicate most likely through math before anything else. But it also felt like a Rick and Morty, show me what you got moment, (laughs) where it's just like, they have the aliens in front of you and they're like, oh, you think you guys are like an advanced civilization? Count these aliens.
3: Yeah, it feels like they're holding houses in a neighborhood hostage. And if you only by getting the correct answer of aliens, will they like release it from this weird
1: force field? That they the avoid around, yeah. I yeah, didn't actually forget. I, I forgot about that reading. Yeah, you're right.
0: Because they actually will, when you get correct answers, they will recolor in the neighborhood block, which is presumably Sesame Street. Yes. So they're they are holding, um, Sesame Street, a place that children all across America hold dear <laughs> hostage. Uh, hostage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, is... if, if there's
3: any ever any reason to learn your numbers, like now's the time because your your mm-hmm. good friends are, are yeah. in danger.
2: The stakes have never been higher for numbers.
0: <laughs> originally, I was going to suggest that like this is the like game for four end up, whereas Ernie's magic shape is for two and up. but now that I also realize that this has like a little bit of a hostage motif, I definitely recommend this for only four and
2: up. I say this is p g thirteen
0: p g thirteen you get one f word. So, um I don't know I don't know if that happened here or not. I didn't play it all the way through. I
2: give it to um uh Ernie when he's looking for his duck. Like, Where the fuck is my duck? That's it. Well that's all I get. We said no curses. <laughs> we can bleep that. We get one. Oh, we <laughs> oh get one, right? <laughs> yeah, we're PG thirteen yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> very good, very good. Uh guys, where's Big Bird? That's he's in, he's a- in um uh he's in the letter one. Uh, uh okay that, that You just up. know that yeah. you looked ahead. <laughs> you looked <No. laughs> ahead into the
1: Sesame Street games.
2: No, in the the letter one in, in the ABC part. Yeah, that's
1: a that has not been released yet.
0: <laughs> this is 1989.
2: Yeah, we're talking about
0: 1989. I What game did you play?
3: Did you just reveal?
1: You should have paid at attention time to time these traveler? number counting
3: lessons. What
2: game did, I
0: play? did the aliens <laughs> reveal themselves?
3: Attacking Sam.
0: <laughs> Wait, what game did I play? You played the compilation Double pack. Did you play the ABC? We will get there.
2: Wait, were we not supposed to play the ABC?
0: No, just That's one, a two, three. Game. Oh. <laughs> See, you'd think that this podcast is so easy a child could do it because <laughs> it's just chronological order, but somehow, every now and again, somebody fails us on the well, show. Well, look First at the
3: bright side. In two so and, and a half years, you, and... you can take a day off and not play that game and just become prepared.
2: So was the Ernie one where he's in the bathtub not part of it? That's, no. No. That was a dream, actually. Well, I take back my F word then. I'm going to save it for another time.
0: That's fine. You're giving us a little hint into uh, future episodes. That sucks that we have to talk about this all over. Oh, my bad. (laughs) However, should there have been points or like a high score of some sort in this game? Like, should there have been some kind of way for children to keep progress? Are you saying that should they have
1: been graded?
2: You mean give them more numbers? (laughs)
0: Should they get like an <laughs> F if they get like the first one wrong and an A if they get like all of the seven shapes or, or numbers? But yeah, correct? Not
3: before they've even played Sesame ABC. They're not even going to know what the heck those shapes mean, those symbols. Right. Mean. They should be
0: graded on a scale of 1 to 100.
3: They should be graded on a scale of like circle to diamond or something that they'll understand <laughs> right, after right. playing this game.
1: I think that uh, you're despicable.
0: And I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I wouldn't suggest. I, you know me. I hate high scores, so I would never suggest adding a high score. I just thought it was funny that like this game is so inconsequential. It doesn't matter if you get things wrong. It doesn't matter if you get things right. So why play it at Look, all? Look, let, let me say. Let me say a good thing rewarding. about
3: this game. Let me say a good thing about this game. Is I went into this thinking, okay, no way. Are they going to be able to make a functioning preschool game that's, like, not going to be a mess for a preschooler? Just because, just knowing the games that we've seen that, like, look like a mess or are confusing anyways, this, I think, would fulfill its purpose of being, like, educational for a preschooler. I think it's on, I mean, not that I have, that I know really what's out there, but I feel like it's probably on the level of, like, some game you can download on your on your phone today for your preschooler to play. Like, I feel like a, a, a toddler could play these games. Which I was thinking it was going to be like. No way is it going to work out that way. Kids today are like,
0: they're like writing essays when they're one years old.
1: Yeah, right? I I think that no, I think you're right, Joe. Um, that it's definitely navigable. Um, and I think, but I I think it does need like a a parent to be there to sort of put them in the right direction, like tell them what buttons are. But I mean, if if we're talking about what the about children of the '80s, and not generation, right? Z one that that already knows how uh, touchscreens work and everything. Actually, uh, they probably
3: went all the way past it. They don't know what buttons are either because they yes, only use touchscreens. Yeah, touch screens. <laughs> yeah we're,
1: we went full circle there. Um, but no, I, I agree with you that this is this seems like. It, I mean, as, as a thirty-something, I think that <laughs> me as a two to two to four could have understood this.
0: There's one last thing I want to talk about, and that is the secret
1: ending. <laughs> okay. Like did anyone get to that? I played the entire <laughs> game. I didn't see a secret ending. Well, there's the usual ending. And then there's the secret ending. <laughs> okay. I think you're fucking with me. Is the secret ending the, right, that's your the secret one. ending the game mode? <laughs> that's
0: no, that's now two for the whole show.
1: <laughs> yeah, now we're R. God damn it. No, mine's for oh, the next shit.
0: show.
3: <laughs> Wait, is this the Joe, secret ending? Suggesting- is the game? There's an entire game mode that we didn't talk about. What are you I'm talking not, about? I'm not joking. There's the there's the there's three satellites at the bottom of the screen, and they shoot like a beam in like a triangle, like a
1: cone oh. formation
3: towards a bunch of aliens. Yeah, and you have to.
1: The, that was the part where I'm like, where you work at the the space agency. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah.
3: so that that's because yeah, I think so far we've only explained the. Uh, the the houses one like what you do there and i I just want to say that 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 was uh the you have to select when the beam encompasses the correct number of aliens like once there are three aliens in the beam you you select a or whatever but i for a second thought like there was going to be at least some level of like oh you have to like think about how to move the beam in the right way where you're you know something they can move things so it's blocking that or whatever It actually doesn't, you don't even control the beam. You just press, it looks like you, you move the beam left or right. You just press left or right and it moves it automatically to wherever it wants to move it in a preset thing. So it it does not give you an extra level of
1: control, which I was
3: thinking, wow, what a great puzzle game this is about to
1: be. But, but real quick, what, um, what, how is that a secret ending? What's the secret ending?
0: No, it's not the secret, it's not the secret ending. Joe, that was a good observation. Uh, The secret ending reveals that Sora's Keyblade was originally Riku's. So uh, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Everybody knows that shit. <laughs> that's uh, that's the secret ending. No, there is no secret ending, but I thought that'd be really funny to just like, did you get to the secret ending? Like, this is how playground rumors start.
1: It's true. This is the, the secret playground. ending <laughs>
0: of Sesame Street. One, two, three. I think of the podcast as a playground.
1: I, I think so, too.
0: We've pretty much been um on a seesaw this entire episode <laughs> of love and hate.
1: Absolutely, Mike.
0: Yep, some people here are circles,
1: and other people are squares. And I'm sure it's hell not a square.
0: I'll be honest. I'm
3: I'm fuming that you just got me with that Taurus thing. I, <laughs> I can't even finish. I can't even finish this episode.
0: Can't believe it. Can't believe I fell for it. That's funny. And uh, all right, last thing. Rare made this game. Nice. The the Dungy Country people, the Banjo Kazooie people, the Sea of people. Thieves people. The Sea of Thieves people. Yeah. Not the same people. I don't think anybody from the original team is is like, oh, we should make Sea of Thieves. Like I don't think any of the guys who made Slalom said that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably right. And we'll be playing Sesame Street ABC. Not as early as Sam, but we will get there. I know he got like some kind of review copy or something. <laughs> but we will be playing Sesame Street ABC on the NES, make no mistake we play every single game and actually we'll be playing a bunch more. There are a lot of Sesame Street games coming to the NES, so I hope you guys like hearing about Big Bird and Bird and Ernie and um Twin Peaks cuz it's all going to be covered on these Twin Sesame Beaks. Street games. Twin Peaks. Twin Beaks. <laughs> Twin Beaks, that's right. There you go. Uh and I don't know if anything else should should be talked about, so instead, I'm just going to do something that I never do and that is give a very long winded explanation of the essential games list, which is a list that we do every episode, you know, where we vote on whether these games are essential or not. Are you trying to pad for
1: time right now, Mike?
0: No, no. I'm explaining (laughs) this as if it was for children. I'm explaining, you know, uh, they don't have a choice. They just, you know, if they knew how their phone worked, they could skip ahead to the chapter marker where it says the essential games list, but I can't just assume. The children know how to use phones. Why don't you use this time to explain
1: to, to them how to use the phone?
0: Uh, oof, that's a tough like one. Like you wanted um, the
1: game to explain to children how to use a controller. Well,
0: you, put you know, your money so where let's your mouth say, is. Yeah, let's say the first digit is five okay. in, in the area code, that, right? Yeah. So you put your finger on the five, and then you roll the whole phone uh, to like where the edge of the phone dialer is, and then the roller kind of like snaps Back and it makes a little tick 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 sound until it gets to the five, and then you do another number. So let's say like no no Mac no 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 not you, this kind
1: of phone a cell phone a a an iPhone.
0: I think we should start with rotary phones and then we'll work <laughs> our way to cell phones. Like if we you know like it's natural. I don't think kids are just gonna get what a phone is right off the bat. Figure if we start with numbers that make a lot more sense. Clearly that's where Sesame Street's head was. They were like wow, how are we going to help Apple sell more cell phones and they're like, teach kids about numbers? That's true. There you go. Anyway, it's time for the <sighs> Essential Games List. Sean, we've had our disagreements, but somehow I feel like we're about to agree. So please give me your Essential Games List vote.
1: Uh, not applicable. I think this is the first not applicable that we've ever had is is that is that can we say that <laughs> uh i I think you can
0: say that I feel like I feel like I understand what you mean. It wouldn't get it on the list, so <laughs> yeah. it's fine to say that yeah uh I, what was I, um, stack up yeah was also yeah, not that's applicable. true
1: i just i just feel it's, i feel like uh it's it's below the status of the essential games list to even have this segment in episodes like this, but I know we have to have it um so no, it's not essential,
2: Sam, all right, look. This game is super polished. It is it has excellent graphics. You can't it deny does have the, excellent it, graphics. it. You can't deny it. the graphics in this are better than Spy vs. Spy, and that's an essential game. <laughs> um It's better than Super Mario. It's better than a lot of games. Uh the interface is designed for kids, whether Mike likes it or not. <laughs> and it had a very specific intention that it set out to do. And I think that it accomplished that very well, and that is to be a, a game that is approachable for kids to play, for young kids to play based on these characters that they like, and have it teach them things at the same time. And I think it does a really good job, a really good job doing all those things, maybe not the Grover Alien one too much, because that one can be a little wonky. You just said maybe not fifty percent of the game, the one that the game is named after, the the one where you're in, where you said you're like Mission Control. That one felt a little wonky. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, uh no, that's it. However, all that said, (laughs) uh, I cannot put this on the essential games list because, uh, kind of, because of. What for I babies. also said. Yeah, it's for babies. Yeah. You don't want to play this unless you're a baby. If you're a baby, maybe play this yeah. game. I don't know.
0: <laughs> That's why I didn't want Metroid on the episode. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> we are getting hot takes. <laughs> all right, Joe, give me your vote. Uh, all
3: right. So just addressing the not applicable thing. I, I feel like if anything, the reason it wouldn't be applicable is not because it's a non game like Stack Up, but because it's like it's not what it was trying to do. Like I think it actually did a good job of doing what it tried to do. Like in that sense, it's good. But yeah, it's not like it's not the kick compared to any of these other games. It wasn't trying to be a game for for someone older than like three years old. Uh I, I used to have a a disc or a console cleaning disc that you would put into like your PlayStation and it would like clean supposedly like clean the lens or something.
1: Uh I've I've had one of those. I had one of those Yeah,
3: it would be like that being voted like essential game, like okay, yeah, it's a disc you put into your PlayStation, but like it was designed to do something different than like every other game. <laughs> That's like great on the PlayStation. I love it. Uh, so, so no, I'm gonna say not essential for Sesame One, Two, Three,
2: but applicable. Right.
3: But, but applicable, applicable, yeah. like
0: like it had a chance. yeah. I vote this yeah, game. Yeah, applicable. like it was a
3: game.
1: It was a
0: game. <laughs> Here's the deal: the essential games list has integrity. <laughs> For the most part. And I swore an oath when I started this podcast that I would hold the Essential Games to a certain standard. If the whole game was just the menus, (laughs) I would have never even considered putting this game on the Essential Games list. Thankfully, there is more to this game, but none of that stuff is worthy of the Essential Games list either. So, to some one person in some universe's surprise, Sesame Street 123 is not going to be on the Essential Games list.
1: That settles that.
0: That settles that, all right. Uh, in totally unrelated news to Sesame Street, next week we are playing Star Soldier.
1: That sounds... Which just
0: sounds funny to me. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> a bit more... It sounds funny more... that like, we're going from like Sesame Street to <laughs> Star Soldier.
1: Yeah, it's a bit more robust, it sounds like.
0: Uh, everybody will be excited to know Star Soldier is our first shmup of 1989. Thought they were done. They're back. Shmups are big. Back, baby. All right. I heard that. (laughs) All right. This has been an episode for sure. Uh, somehow 41 minutes. Not proud of that, but we did it we'll continue to do it. Hopefully you guys listened to the entire episode. If you did, why don't you tweet at NostalgiaCast with 456, the natural next three numbers after one, two, three. Sean, what are some other natural numbers? Uh,
1: 258 over 2. Oh, very good. Close. Isn't
2: E a natural natural number?
1: I don't care.
0: What's that? Like the
2: mathematical concept.
0: Oh, that's good. I like that. That's a natural number. Joe, one more natural number, please, before we go. I'm going to go my
3: lucky number 8.
0: All right. Uh, This has been Nostalgia. We have been Mike, Sean, Joe, and Sam, in that order. Uh, the same order every time, unless one of us isn't here, in which case you'll know as soon as you listen to the every episode. Every time. Speaking of listening to episodes, you can always listen to episodes on the podcast player of your choice. Think about how you're listening to this episode right now. There's a good chance if you just like hit the back button or go back to a certain menu, you'll find the rest of the episodes and you should listen to all of those too because every Friday at 8 a.m. I'm releasing these bad boys. I don't even care. Whether we make I don't them or care not. If they're finished or yeah. not. Yeah. They're just happening. <laughs> Except for Adventure Island, that episode, not out yet, but it will be, and one day that this reference won't make any sense. I'm Michael Esposito, you can find me at Esposito Film on Twitter, and we'll be talking to you faster than one, two, three.